Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking. You got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday, and wow, <laughs> we just seen, we have just witnessed as Americans the first time a speaker of the House has been ousted during the speakership, and McCarthy from California is out as Speaker of the House. This week, we will see what the House members, the House Republicans, will do to bring about a new speaker. They only have a, like a four-member uh, four majority in the, in the United States House of Representatives, so the Republicans have got to learn to get along, hang together, move, make things happen. Well, they've made something happen. They've ousted the speaker. So where are we going? What's the Republicans going to do? What's the Republican Party going to do? How are we going to function? We need to see leadership at the top. We need to see leadership at the grassroots level. Where is your local Republican Party? What is your state Republican Party doing? How do we uh, commit to unity to have a robust primary and yet come away from that primary knowing that we've got to win the general election or this country is going to be uh, falling to pieces. It is, it is falling to pieces in many places. We have uh, points of light. I'll, I'll put the point of light on Dallas, Texas, where the Democratic mayor has switched parties from being a Democrat to now he has become a Republican. The DNC chair has promised swift and... Uh, terrible consequences to that mayor of Dallas. But we are seeing across the country a way of destruction by the Republicans failing, failing to work in unity as a party. And I say that, I can go back and point the reason that we still do not have an effective health care system in America Obamacare was never paid for. Of all the taxes it raised, it does not pay for itself. And what Obamacare did is just put a heavier burden on, on people who pay uh, insurance premiums. The insurance companies wrote Obamacare practically, and they've become more powerful and richer over the course of the last decade or so because they helped write Obamacare. But the reason we still have it is John McCain could have ditched Obamacare when President Trump was elected. We had a Republican House and a Republican Senate, and the United States was under the leadership of Donald J. Trump. And Obamacare was one vote away 
John McCain and, and, and to the shame of the Democrats, they're the ones that pushed this whole uh, Russian hoax thing. And John McCain believed it. And he, he was a sick man who had a, uh, had a terminal illness. And they pushed this Russian hoax on him and told him about it. And, and then he thought he was helping the FBI by giving information to the FBI. And the FBI was the one that knew what the whole thing was about. What a shame. But they convinced John McCain to not vote down Obamacare because, why? Because the Republicans had nothing ready to go to replace it. And that was a failed leadership by the Republicans of the House and the Senate who had over 10 years to put something together and they failed to do so. But I'm saying, what I'm saying is the Republican Party has got to get some backbone has got to get some maturity where we can have robust primaries because no incumbent should ever believe it's their seat. It's the seat of the people. Every House seat, every Senate seat, including the White House. The White House is the, the position of presidency is up to the people. It's not an incumbent's seat. It's not an incumbent's White House it's the people's, and the people must be able to go vote. The vote should be fair and counted fairly, and that's how the republic works. The republic, a constitutional republic, that's how it works. We know that. So where are we today with the Republican Party uh, screaming at each other, shouting at each other? And, and this is when we, we are in a dangerous situation in this country. We're Democrats. Some people feel like it's one election away to total collapse of everything and total takeover by the Democrats. And it, the Democrats want everything to look like California, where they have a supermajority. Is that where we're headed? Where it could be if the Republicans don't get their act together. Now, how do we do that? How do Republicans do that? We've got some good, good uh, places to look. And the best place I know to look is at Ronald Reagan. President Ronald Reagan, before he became president, talked about the 11th Amendment. You know what the, I talked about the 11th Commandment. You know what the 11th Commandment is? Well, let's go back and let's listen to what the 11th Commandment is from the Ronald Reagan Library Series. Take a quick listen to this. President Reagan believed in working together, bipartisanship, and everyone getting along, starting in the 1960s while he was campaigning to be California's governor and through the rest of his political career. Ronald Reagan often cited the 11th Commandment, Thou shall not speak ill of another Republican, a sentiment he credited to Gaylord Parkinson, the state chairman of California Republicans during the 1960s. During remarks at a reception for a New York State Republican convention in 1982, President Reagan said, The greatest thing that's happened for the Republican Party is when the chips are down and the decisions are made as to who the candidates will be, then the 11th commandment prevails and everybody goes to work, and that is thou shalt not speak ill of another Republican. <laughs> Can we say, can we say that's the Republican Party of uh, 2023? Well, not necessarily. And people point to Donald J. Trump and say, oh, well, he's done obey the 11th commandment. I don't know who, where, or what. 
can be done except to say, let's look to Ronald Reagan. Stop pointing fingers. And if you want to jump in a primary, jump into a primary, but let's keep the personal insults out. That has no need. Let's debate policy. And let's debate the differences in the Republican Party. But when it's all said and done, we've got to get behind the Republican nominee because the alternative is the communist way of life that's coming our way. The communist and socialist wrapped together to destroy this country. And that's the alternative. That is the alternative. And there's a lot of people in the Democratic Party who do not understand that. They don't understand how they're marching toward a communist dictatorship. And you look at Joe Biden. Is he a, a fascist? Is he a socialist? Is he a Marxist? Well, he doesn't know what he is. He says he's an old-time Democrat. It doesn't matter because he's not running the show. It's the people who he surrounded himself with or others surrounded himself with. And that is where we're going full speed toward Marxism in a way that uh, so many people in the Democratic Party just don't believe. But we're headed that direction faster than uh, we've ever been before. And how do we stop it? Well, the last thing that can stop it right now is the Republican Party. We don't have time to start a new party. If you want to start a new party, it's possible. But can you stop the onslaught of the left-wing, progressive, liberal mindset that is destroying our country city by city? I know I called out the point of light of Dallas. I hope there's some more smart politicians who see the way of destruction that is gripping these big cities. And all they can complain and say is we need more money, more money, more money. And the, the, and the cities are just hollowing out. They're being hollowed out. Uh, grocery stores are leaving because the unstoppable shoplifting the shoplifting increases, stores, you know, lose money, and they leave. And then what is the answer? In uh, some places like Chicago, they're saying, well, we need government grocery stores. Wow, <laughs> government's grocery stores have, uh, are, do you see what I'm talking about? Communism is headed our way. I mean, it's not a communist revolution like 1917 in Russia, but it's going city by city, year by year, you know, when you start talking about gr government-run grocery stores because nobody else will be there, and shoplifting is just rampant, what are we going to? You're forcing everything to Amazon. And then Amazon will pull out of places if uh, they can't have uh, safety for the drivers. And then we have what? We have battle zones. We have places in Chicago where they're saying, please, no shooting between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. <laughs> no shooting between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. Who wants to live there where there's no grocery stores? Wow, that's communism that is in America now. And people keep voting for more of it in these big cities. It makes no sense. But what is the answer? The Republican Party is the answer. I've talked about black Republicans winning. And, and there are more and more. And I'm talking about Republicans have got to increase our party. We have the big wide tent. We may not all agree, but we got some basic principles. 
that government spends too much. We need a smaller government. We need private entrepreneurs. We need tax cuts that will provide uh, people who want to start a business an incentive to start a business that's not being shoplifted and the shoplifters get to go free to come back and shoplift again and again and again. It takes some common sense. But how do we do that if we can't work together as Republicans? And the best thing that the Democrats have going for them right now is the Republican Party. Because where is the unity? Now, we heard what Ronald Reagan said. Let's see what Ronald Reagan said in the midst of fire. I was alive. Many of you were not. But 1976, I was not old enough to vote. But I was following the Republican uh, contest presidential contest gerald ford was appointed after richard nixon resigned because of watergate he was running in 1976 and he was challenged by the former governor of california ronald reagan and there's a lot of people in the republican party the bigwigs the elites and they were saying please ronald reagan you're not winning get out of the race get out of the the presidential primary so we can all hold hands together and work hard to win in 1976 but ronald reagan had this to say governor i'd like to ask you about something the president ford said today he told some north carolina broadcasters the republican party because it is the minority party can't afford the luxury of having a rupture that would not be healed in time for the november election president said the longer this contest goes i have to be very frank the more likely that divisiveness might exist what's your reaction to that well i'm in disagreement with it of course vice president rockefeller has already pointed out is that my candidacy has given the republican party a healthy exposure uh, that it would not have had if we were sitting here quietly uh, to rubber stamp next August uh, uh, an incumbent, uh, an uh, office holder, an appointed incumbent. And uh, we have had, uh, we're having a primary that has put us in the, in the front of the news as a party that shows, I think, some virility. I don't think the Republican Party is so flat and so down that it can't afford a, a contest. Now, this is the meaning of the 11th commandment which mr ford saw fit to reject at the beginning of the campaign the meaning is that you contest you have your differences with regard to policy and opinion you don't lend, raise personal attacks against individuals and when it's over you rally around together and support the choice of the party Governor, don't, don't you Senator. reach a point though governor where it becomes divisive if you don't win any of the primaries i mean is there some point where you could uh, raise this problem well, was it divisive in 1968 when there were several candidates and the Republican Party rallied around and we had a victory? Uh, no, I don't see that there's anything divisive. It depends on the way you campaign. And I have not raised any personal attacks against anyone in this campaign. I can't speak for some others on the other side. Well, there you have it. The master of uh, communications. They called him the great communicator. Here he was in an election year presidential primary 1976 and he did not win he brought it to the convention he brought his delegates to the convention and it was very very close he almost uh if he'd gotten a few more delegates he could have been the nominee in 1976 but he was not and what happened well jimmy carter won the election the democrats won in 1976 but ronald reagan helped set the ground and in 1980 
He won the nomination for the Republican Party, and he won the United States presidency. Now, listen, what, what do we learn from that? Well, one thing, Ronald Reagan didn't give up. That's the thing. When, when somebody, if you run, if you don't like an incumbent, you run against them, you can run again. You can keep at it. That's the part of politics. There's hope for another day. And when you don't have that hope for another day, then you get disillusioned, you get bitter, you get, uh, you, you, you get fall into some political depression, and you get out of politics. We need people who are interested in being uh, candidates, good candidates. They need to learn the ropes, and sometimes you lose and you keep going. You keep, you keep at it, or you get behind a candidate. They may lose. You encourage them to run again if you believe in them, if you you know, if you want to find another candidate, find that. But you just got to get involved and stay involved and know that the political process is always some rumble and tumble. But you remember what we just heard Ronald Reagan say. He said, you know, compete with ideas, compete with policies, and leave personal attacks out. Personal attacks out. That's what Ronald Reagan, the great communicator, told us to do. He told us how to run a campaign and how to unite afterwards. And he did get by, rally behind the party in 1976. But where are we in 2023? I'm going to talk about that and what we can do as Republicans. But first, let me remind you, listen, to Doc Holliday's are rock-splitting politics. We're talking about how Ronald Reagan... Gave us an example of how the Republican Party and what they were called then, the minority party, minority party now. We are, there's more Democrats than there are Republicans in the United States of America. We got a lot of blue states where they're heavily, heavily uh, Democrats, heavily in charge of states like California, New York, uh, Massachusetts, just Illinois, so many places. And what happens? How can we unite and make a broad front to to uh break even into california and the big blue states well i'm going to talk about that and uh in just a moment but let's let's go back to what helps keep uh the program on the air keeps uh you interested and and one of the things is i got a new novel out and if you got political friends on all sides, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have politics in it. It's a fun novel, action adventure, twist of mystery. The novel is called Hatchie, Keeper of the Secret. And if you want a copy, you can go to hatchiebooks.com. Order you a copy and get it mailed out to you in the United States. We don't go outside of the country, but let me tell you now, the ebook is out there. And I've told. Uh, told you before our listeners if uh, i know we got some listeners that tune in from around the world so if you want the ebook you can go to your amazon account look up hatchy keeper of the secret by ed doc holiday and you can order that on amazon we are still putting on the limited offer of 99 cents for the ebook i can't sign ebooks so trying and starting to have a few book signings in places and i'll let you know that the book number two is coming out soon and it is a series hatchie is a series of seven books and book one is out now hatchie keeper of the secret 
and book two will be coming out very soon and it's called hatchet and the golden chalice and i just want to introduce you to the characters in the first book second book moves on in the in a different kind of pace and i just want you to understand that the saga will continue i'm having fun writing it just got back from europe for a little research trip and i just am having fun putting the book together sometimes you just got to get away from politics and just uh just just get your mind off politics and that's what this book does for me and i'm glad that it's out there and want to introduce you to that book and the series the hatchy series and if you want to go to it's www.hatchybooks.com hatchy is spelled h-a-t-c-h-i-e hatchybooks.com thank you for listening to the show thank you for uh, checking out the books the ones who have and uh, like I said, the book's also at Amazon and a lot of other booksellers online. So just uh, you can check it out. Hatchy, Keeper of the Secret. Now, let's get back to what, what can be done in 2023 with the Republican Party. How do we unify? How do we get together? And I can tell you that each state from the top of the Republican Party and the, and the state GOP uh, chairpersons, they need to work on unity now. 2024 is too late. 2024 is too late working on unity. And there's some people who say, I don't, if so-and-so's nominee or if Donald Trump's nominee, I cannot vote for him. You better just learn to hold your nose and vote for whoever the nominee is it's the republican party as republicans coming together and we've got to win in 2024 we got to win house races senate races and the presidency very very important this is going to be a um, a campaign for the presidency unlike this nation has ever seen we've talked about that we're going to keep up with it right here on doc holiday's rock splitting politics but the republican leaders in each state have got to put out the unity call and look at the elections that happen in, in your state uh, i know in the state of mississippi we've had a primary election and we've for uh, state and county offices we've had a lot of uh, dissension in some races but it's time to unify it's time to bury the hatchet and and actually they used to have uh i don't know if they still do it up in uh what one of the states in the northeast where uh, they would bury a hatchet after the general election and maybe that's something that the the republicans need to learn to do say if you're going to run you got to accept the fact we're going to bury the hatchet after the primary and get together and work together because it's not just the party it's the country this Republican Party is what, it might be what Abraham Lincoln was talking about America being the last best hope for the world. We have come to the uh, position in this country where the Republican Party is the last best hope for America. We're losing it. You look all around us. Like I said, the big cities are being hollowed out. There's nothing but uh, drugs, depression, there's without hope, 
and the schools are failing. We got uh, schools that there's some there's no students that are being uh, that have any math and reading ability for uh, for for that age group, and the, the entire schools don't have anybody proficient in reading and math in some places in across our nation. We're failing at a system. We're teaching more about uh, globalism, uh, global warming, uh, all the social issues in, in such a left-wing way, and they don't know how to add one plus one equal two. They don't know how to read. Maybe they can watch videos all day long, maybe play some video games. I don't know what's going on in the schools except the fact that they're crumbling, our education system's crumbling in so many places. And it's the Republican Party that has the answers, the Republican Party who has the desire, it's the Republican Party that can look to the past and say, we can move forward. We need a Republican Party that says, yes, we can have robust primaries, but we can bury the hatchet, and we're going to get behind the winner, and next time you don't like things, you can run again or find somebody else to run. But the, the each seat, state government, each seat in our in our federal government, the House and the Senate, it's the people's seat. It's not an incumbent seat. It's okay to have primaries, but you better guarantee when the primary's over, you're going to bury the hatchet and get behind the Republican nominee. We've got to see it, we've got to believe it, and we've got to do it. And if you cannot accept that, then what are you doing in the Republican Party? Don't run in a primary if you can't get behind who the winner is. Don't get behind a candidate who cannot bury a hatchet. Go and talk and get the best candidates out to run. Do what Ronald Reagan said in the 11th commandment when he says, don't speak ill of another Republican. He's not talking about policy. Policy is wide open. That's how we debate and give back and forth. But stop the personal attacks. Stop the, the meanness and stop the underhanded way that some campaigns try to do all out to get elected without any morals. Now listen, our country depends on it. Our country depends on what the Republican Party can do to bring about an increase in membership and an increase in enthusiasm and an increase in the young people to say these are the ideas. The Republican Party is now the party that protects women because we got women uh, in sports who are having to compete against former men or men who are, uh, who, who are acting as women or feeling like they're a woman one day. And, and what happens to these women who have spent their entire lives training, being an athlete, and it, and it comes to scholarships when it comes to winning competitions when it comes to making money making careers and they're being pushed out by biological men it's the republican party that's standing up for women it's the republican party that says we can grow an economy we can get people out of poverty we can get people in a good paying jobs by letting entrepreneurs 
work hard, build their business, be able to keep a lot of the hard-earned money and not have to give it to the government to hand out to people who are shoplifting and people who are, are, are gaming the system, people who are destroying the system, people who are forcing grocery stores to shut down and people are forcing stores to shut down and everything's going online where uh, dominant online stores are because you don't have shoplifting online what are we doing if we don't work together you have got to see how important the republican party is to the future of our nation the future of our children and you've got to be participating and you've got to do it in a way that says no matter who wins this primary, I'm going to get behind them in the general election because we can't allow the communists, the socialists, the left-wingers to take over this country. And you're going to have to suck it up in some cases and say, I will get behind the nominee. And if you can't say that, you don't need to be running a primary. You don't need to be challenging an incumbent if you can't say, I will support the winner because the Republican Party is too important to fail at this time in American history. Hey, I'm Doc Holliday. This is a, a show that I hope will help people to see how important it is to unify the Republican Party, get behind Ronald Reagan's principles. He paved the way. He showed us. He's been gone for, you know, a, a couple of decades or more now. But he gave us the answer of how to work together and build a party that can bring America the, to the greatest place we've ever been it's not only to make america great again it's to make america the best it's ever been you listen to doc holiday's rock splitting politics and i look forward to seeing you again next week god bless you see you then thanks for joining us today and remember to listen again next week for another edition of doc holiday's rock splitting politics you can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen or visit DocHoliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.